Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on iTunes, never missing a single solitary episode. I thank you all so very much. The few, the proud, the loyal, right? Thanks so much, you guys. Uh, On weeks like this, it makes it all worth it, especially when I hear from you. And, yeah, it it just means a lot. This is uh, one of the few true days off that I have here. I'm going to get a lot done for myself personally and quasi-professionally here, starting with my first priority here at Rock Strikes 10. Always, always, always. And how much do I care about you guys? How much do I love you guys? I don't even know a lot of you personally. Uh, Matter of fact, I think more people listen to the show that don't know me personally than than do. That's crazy to me, but hey, I'll, I'll take what I can get. Matter of fact, speaking of which, this show that I'm doing here this week was requested. What's that other word that people use, uh, when they pick the thing, sort of, uh... Yes, or a commissioned theme from Friends of the Show. I like that. And this is from listener of the show, Robert Coulter. Robert, thank you so much for the suggestion. Uh, It definitely was a theme that was in the back of my head to do at some point, but you, you pushed me along to do it, so thanks for getting the ball rolling on it. And I love that we had the same idea for a one particular song that he did request for the show. But I'm going to play that at the very end of the show. There you go. Radio tease. The episode that we're going to do this week is guitar-based instrumentals. Now, how, how can we possibly make an entertaining show out of no vocals besides just me yammering between songs? But I'm going to do my best, and I think I came up with ten really good ones here. Trying not to go so crazy obvious, even with the performers themselves. There's going to be a few obvious ones in here. But I think I found some true gems out of their catalog as well, so it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Starting off here, first song, how do you not do a guitar-based instrumentals episode without including the man that made it really ultra-super cool to play electric guitar in the 60s? Thank you to a guy like this, or else we might still be... This might be Folk Strikes 10, right? Jimi Hendrix, the late, great Jimmy. And there's been uh, some great activity in the Hendrix catalog over the last few years. I mean, box sets galore, bunch of vault stuff coming out. Uh, now that Legacy uh, is working with the Experience Hendrix family corporation, whatever it is, uh, by getting some more Jimmy stuff out, they're finding some really good stuff, and, and not stuff you've heard a billion times. Uh, no exception, this album that came out two years ago, actually, uh, March of 2010, was now called Valleys of Neptune, all previously unreleased recordings. And now more James cover being on there. Uh, uh, there was an instrumental cover of Cream's Sunshine of Your Love. That's on there as well. I'm not going to play that. going to play a track that's later on in the record. I really like this one a lot. And I think it kicks off the show just properly here this week. So here you go. This is Jimi Hendrix with Lullaby for the Summer.
That was the original Jimi Hendrix Experience lineup there, Mitch Mitchell and Noel Redding. There you go, Lullaby for the Summer, off of the Valleys of Neptune record. There's a brand new, I know that's weird to say, but there's a brand new Jimi Hendrix album coming out March 5th, 2013. And the tradition of what Valleys of Neptune is, it looks like it's going to be another one of them, and it's called People, Hell, and Angels. So I'm looking forward to picking that up. Looking forward to picking up the new Hendrix. <laughs> so funny. You know, like 200 years from now, we're going to be like, picking up that new Prince this week. Yeah, that's how much is in his vault. Uh, but yeah, it's just funny to say things like that, I think. But moving along, second song of the show here this week. A band that is definitely never lacking in instrumental material when they put records out. There's always at least one or so per album. Uh, they could just noodle all day and I'll, I'll listen, no matter what lineup it is, guys. But this is one of my favorite rock instrumentals of all time. It's so crazy, so heavy, so rocking. Just let the band do the talking, right? So here you go. This one is King Crimson, and the song is Red. <laughs>
There you go. That is the great King Crimson there with a song called Red, which is the title track off of their 1974 release there called Red. That album holds up tremendously. One of the best in their catalog. Uh, you know, I can never say anything's higher than the first album they did in the Court of the Crimson King, but this album is damn close to it. And it, I I just want to keep playing the record. I mean, I just played Red, but it goes right into Fallen Angel after that. And my God, that's one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, that'll be on some show at some point in the future, but pick that record up. Uh, that's the lineup of King Crimson, 1974. Robert Fripp, John Wetton, and Bill Bruford right there. Just a power trio. How crazy is that? They made that amazing track happen. So go check out that album. That is a true gem of the 70s called Red. Get that record. All right. Next song here, and when you think guitar instrumentals, you knew this guy was going to have to be on the list. Otherwise, I'm just doing a disservice. And plus, I'm a fan of the man, so we're going to play something by Steve Vai. Maybe something you hadn't heard in a while, if not ever. But I think those of you that are around my age group in their 30s definitely saw a movie at some point called Crossroads. And I'm not talking about the Britney Spears movie. I'm talking about the one with Ralph Macchio as a startup blues guitar player and that, you know, parroting, not parroting, but, you know, nowadays it seems like a parody of the, you know, infamous urban legend of Robert Johnson going down the crossroads to sell his soul to be a blues guitar player. It's been done so many times in film, but Crossroads is a personal favorite just because it, you know, youth is good and I get nostalgic for this movie. And, of course, the final epic battle at the very end of the film has Ralph Macchio playing for his soul. I I believe that's how it goes. Either his soul or his friend's life or something like that. It's been like 20 years since I've seen the damn thing. But uh, he's playing at the end. He's got a big guitar duel going on. And when Ralph is playing in the movie, his guitar is done by Ry Cooter. Now, why did I mention Steve Vai at the top of this? Well, Steve Vai plays the Devil's guitar player so it's good versus evil and really a great yin yang of guitar players two big guitar giants squaring off on this track may the best man win really it's a tie because it's so night and day you got steve Vai, you got Ry cooter guys known for two completely different styles of guitar but i love this track it's a lot of fun it's a big big get up rave blues jam blues rock jam right it, this comes off of Steve Vai's uh, release where he put all of his movie stuff on here. It even has the dialogue at the beginning. So here you go, a little theater of the mind. Here's the intro and a song from the movie Crossroads called Head Cutting Duel. Well, well, well. Who sent you here? Can't talk, little man. <laughs> Bet can't play none either. <laughs>
Alright, there you go. That was Steve Vai and Ry Cooter with Head Cutting Duel from the movie Crossroads. If you would like to get that track, you can find it on a really cool collection that Steve Vai put out himself directly through his Favored Nations label back in 2002 called The Elusive Light and Sound Volume 1. It contains all of the music that Steve has recorded for movies and television score pieces uh, to this date. And there's a bonus track at the beginning of him doing a cover of the Kink Celluloid Heroes, which is pretty cool, and a song that was written and rejected for use in the Interview of the Vampire movie. There's a fun fact. And in addition to the Crossroads songs that are on there, you get songs from the movie Dudes, 1987. Remember that one? And Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, of course, and Ceno Man, and the great and underrated PCU that I love so much. So there you go. Steve Vai, head cut and duel with Ry Cooter. Good times. I remember getting that on a 45 as like a freebie, like in a Guitar World magazine, like in the late 80s. Don't know what happened to either issue or 45, but I remember having it and playing it a lot. So anyway, moving on here. Gonna play another duel, speaking of that. And it's off of, uh, you know, no surprise here, something from the Kiss family or the extended family. The great Bruce Kulick has put out many a guitar album, mostly instrumental stuff. Lately, he's been singing again, which I like. I think he's got a pretty cool voice. Uh, But this one is straight-up instrumental, and he has a duet with the great Steve Lukather, who, you know, primarily known as the lead guitarist in Toto, not the heaviest band in the world, but Steve Lukather can say something that no other guitar player can, which is... I played guitar on the greatest selling album of all time. Yes, Steve Lukather was the main guitar player on Thriller by Michael Jackson. So there you go, right there. So here's two great guitarists just cutting it loose and having fun. This is Bruce Kulick with Steve Lukather, Between the Lines.
Alright, that was former KISS lead guitar player Bruce Kulick, current Grand Funk Railroad lead guitarist, and also his own solo career as well, Mr. Bruce Kulick, along with the great Steve Lukather with Between the Lines, really fun guitar duel there. You can just, uh, you know, get in the convertible and drive down the side of that California coast. That's, that's what that song makes me think of. So if you're able to do that, do that by all means, right? And uh, that comes off of the 2010 record called BK3. If you don't have anything by Bruce, that's a great place to start. It's like a nice mixed bag of stuff. There's instrumentals, there's just straight-up rock songs with vocals, many guest singers, including the late Doug Figer. Gene Simmons has a track on there. Uh, you know, a lot of the music, especially if you're a fan of, like, uh, the Revenge era of Kiss, you're going to like BK3 a lot. So go check it out. Good stuff. And this next song here, uh, another great lead guitar player from my youth, and I think an extremely underrated player. Anybody who knows anything about this man will tell you the same thing, and they're absolutely right. But Mick Mars from Motley Crue, uh, the guy doesn't get nearly enough credit for how good he truly is on the guitar. You know, a band like Motley is a spectacle, and they're super fun, but I think sometimes, you know, the the focus on the musicianship kind of falls by the wayside, and you know, even Mick himself, maybe he hasn't had a way to stretch out as much, but man, he does have some mean solos in that crew catalog. One of my favorites being Primal Scream, one of my favorite guitar solos ever right there. Great stuff. And I know that Mick is working on a solo album that's supposed to come out sometime soon. I just don't know when. I know he's been using a lot of studio time with some guest stars. So, you know, hopefully it'll come out soon. I'm will. Def- i definitely waiting for it. Uh, there's a great instrumental track that he did as part of a uh, EP that Motley did back when they were doing the John Karabi album in 94, uh, recording it during 93. And at some point, I guess maybe just in downtime or a good idea, they all decided to do one song each. It was strictly a solo song for each member of the band. And they wound up doing a mail-order EP for fans only. Uh, eventually it came out again later on the Music to Crash Your Car 2 Volume 2 box set. I've got it on all those things. I have all that. Because I'm a Motley fan. Especially back then. From a great era of Motley, from the John Karabi 94 era, This is a great instrumental by Mick, showing off his chops and also showing off his love for the blues. So here you go. This is the underrated and talented Mick Mars with Bitter Sweet.
there you go. That was Mick Mars with Bittersweet off of the Cordinary EP and also Music to Crash Your Car 2, or Music to Crash Your Car by whatever the hell it is. Volume 2, basically. the Volume 2 of the Motley Crue box set. And I should have mentioned this before I started playing the song, but this is one of the few songs where you hear it, especially if you have headphones on. Zeppelin albums used to do this a lot, but especially if you have the headphones on, you're really listening... Yeah, they're playing so loud, the track bleeds through on the tape, and there's a little little delay and echo there. You can actually hear Mick's guitar kick in really low in the background before he comes back in at that very last part when he's playing that slide piece. Uh, when everything's quiet, there's no drums. Go back and listen to that part where the song breaks and then pauses and he comes back. You're going to hear that echo off of the tape. And I, I love that stuff. That's That's just great old school right there. Like I said, all those old Zeppelin albums, you can hear Plant's vocals bleeding through all the time and some of the riffs and everything like that. So I, I love stuff like that. Further proof positive how much better analog is than digital. And speaking of, uh, like, the, that kind of track that I played for you, Mick Mars doing a little bit bluesier song and not known for being able to play stuff like that, I'm going to play you something else by a very heralded musician of our time right now. Uh, a guy by the name of John Lowry, you know more famously as John Five. And big fan of this guy. Uh, I think he's a great ambassador for lead guitar players right now. Uh, you know, just the people he's played for alone. I mean, that's major cred right there. I mean, he started playing with, was it Katie Lang? Then David Lee Roth, Rob Halford. Like, he was basically in all three of those bands almost at the same time. And then Marilyn Manson comes calling. And, you know, of course, Manson's really hot at that point. So he joined Marilyn Manson for a few years. But imagine having to make that decision. I think it really was down to staying with Roth or Rob Halford or going to Manson. That's the dilemma he was in in the late 90s. And the reason being, the guy, not only is he mega talented, like just as a rock guitar player, the guy can play any style you want. Trust me, I've heard him do it. I'm going to play a song that definitely puts my theory forward here. And I'll tell you, I, I'm not the biggest fan of guitar instrumental albums. I love guitar music, but for me, I'm usually all about the song. You know, uh, the catchier, the better, and all that stuff. Give me some fun vocals and, and just an overall great band, and I'm in. So I'm usually not that big on guitar instrumentals, but John Five has been putting out some great, interesting solo work. So I do recommend his albums. Uh, much like Steve Vai's albums, they give you... a you know, a nice experience. It's not ever boring, in my opinion. And, you know, some of these other guys, they can play and they play well, but their albums, you know, a lot of the times they kind of bore me. I'm not going to mention a lot of names here, but, you know, I just need I need a listening experience if you're not going to give me the singing. Take me on a journey. That That's what I want. And maybe I'm not alone here. Maybe I am. I don't know. But this is off of a great album that John Five put out a few years ago called The Art of Malice. And... Like I said, showing off the diversity of his playing, this will I think this will really do the job for you. This is a song called Steel Guitar Rag.
Well, I bet you didn't expect that song to get super shit-kicking, did you, right there? That was John 5 with Steel Guitar Rag. Boy, if he's not a fan of Ricky Skaggs, I'd be very surprised. And, you know, you're like, Ricky Skaggs, have you heard the guy play? The guy's a beast. That's what he sounds like when he plays. So there you go, John 5, throwing it down there. I love that stuff. I love when you can prove the naysayers wrong. He's not just a, you know, bunch of makeup. Dude can play. And uh, like I said, Art of Malice, that came out in 2010. That's a really cool record. Billy Sheehan from, you know, David Lee Ross, original band, uh, solo band, and Mr. Big. He, he guests on it on a track. And for you KISS fans out there, I know there's a lot of you. This is my little tease to go pick up the album. There is a cover of Ace Frehley's Fractured Mirror on there. Just played to the T. Very, very traditional. Very cool, though. But like I said, check it out. His guitar albums are not boring. They remind me a lot of Dweezil Zappa's albums, too. That guy has some great solo work. I didn't have Dweezil on the show here this week. I've got enough material for a couple of volumes of this, so if you like these, let me know. I'll do another one sooner than later. And speaking of metal guys that kind of branch out here, I'm going to play you one of my all-time favorite instrumental tracks. Now we're getting to the part in the show. I really think these next three songs are, you know, if you're listening at work and you can get out of work for like 10, 15 minutes, whatever, you're on your lunch hour, put your headphones on, kick back, check these songs out. You know, I'm really tempted just to play them all in a row, but I don't know if my ego can handle it. But starting off here, like I said, another metal guy that's not known for playing stuff like this, Mr. Tony Iommi, put out a track on a Black Sabbath record back in the day, and I love this song. And you would never know if you just played this on its own that it's from a Black Sabbath record, but it totally is. So here you go, check it out. This is Black Sabbath featuring Tony Iommi with Laguna Sunrise.
All right there. If you're still relaxing, if you've still got your eyes closed, I'm not going to come in and yell. Just want you to be able to keep relaxing. I'm going to I'm going to do it like the uh DJs do on the classical stations. Say that was Laguna Sunrise by Black Sabbath off of the album Volume 4, which came out in 1972 in the fall of 72, which showed the band going into a little bit different direction but still keeping that classic sound when they needed to. Now we're going to move on to our next selection here. While you're still relaxing, this is another nice one that you can close your eyes and enjoy the smooth guitar sounds of the little old band from Texas called ZZ Top. And the three of ZZ Top are going to really bring it down here for you. This is a song it's not very well known by this band, but I love this song, and I think you will too. This is Asleep in the Desert.
Okay, if you're still with us and you're still relaxing, I appreciate it. That was Asleep in the Desert by ZZ Top, composed by Mr. Billy Gibbons, which he played on exclusively for the album Tejas, 1976, our bicentennial year. A bomb of an album for them in terms of sales, but a very cool underrated listen now in retrospect. Go check it out. And if you've never owned that record before, don't buy the CD of it that's out right now. You have to get this one from iTunes. Why? Because it's got the original mix on there, and not the terribly crappy remix synth drum mix they did so much when they put those CDs out. That is my public service announcement for the day. Let's continue on. We have one more song to relax to. If you've got another ten minutes left in, a, in your break today, then I'm going to use all of it right here. This is the late, great Frank Zappa with his composition from the 1979 record called Joe's Garage. This is Watermelon in Easter Hay.
Wake up! Alright. <laughs> there you go. I hope you enjoyed that set of music there. That was definitely intended just to kick back, relax, and enjoy a little bit of your day, whether it's part of your day off or your work day. You definitely need a few minutes like that every day, or else you just go crazy. I, I know I tend to a lot of times, so I'm trying to make a point to relax a little more in my everyday life. Because, you know, there's enough out there, whether it's just the news or your life in general, you, you gotta you gotta take a few time outs, man. It's not just for kids, trust me. So there you go, that was Watermelon and Easter Hay by Frank Zappa off of an album that's in my top 20, Desert Island Easy, Joe's Garage, the entire Acts 1, 2, and 3. Joe's Garage, just an amazing album. Great musicians, of course, but as Zappa would say, no one gives a fuck if they're great musicians or not. Matters whether the song's good. So there you go. Alright. Check that out. If you've never heard anything by Zappa, you could do a lot worse than start on that album. It's hard to tell where to start, because different people like different things, and Zappa's got something for everybody. I know I, I will say that a million times again. I'm sure I've said it before. There you go. Check it out. Okay, now we're up to our very last song of our guitar-based instrumental show. See, that wasn't so bad, was it? We're, we're like right at the end here, and I promise high entertainment here for the very ending. This was the request I got from Robert Coulter, and it put a huge smile on my face. Because like I said, when I first started thinking of this theme, this was the first thing that popped in my head. This is absolute greatness. This was, I think, the most played song on my iPod at one point. Uh, but this is a song by a band called Love Sculpture. Uh, they're a Welsh band, and they were led by the great Dave Edmonds. Great guitar player, immense talent, great songwriter. The guy doesn't get nearly enough credit for being the true talent that he is. But he was in this band Love Sculpture back in the late 60s. And one of their only hits was a, a quote-unquote novelty hit. But it was a cover version of the song called Saber Dance. Now, you may not know the song Saber Dance by its name. It was written by a gentleman who I always butcher his name, but his name is Aram Kachaturian. There you go. Kachaturian. Reading, reading, reading. It's fundamental. Aram Kachaturian. Yes, he wrote Saber Dance. If you had to, if if I had to like describe the song to someone that's never heard it without seeing it. I'd say it's the spinning plate song, right? Someone's always spinning plates on a thin stick to this song. So yeah. Oh, you're like, oh yeah, that song, some of you. So here you go. This is super cool. This is a really heavy garage-based instrumental cover version of Saber Dance by Love Sculpture featuring Dave Edmonds. Check this out. Turn it up. You're probably going to get a speeding ticket, and I'm sorry in advance, but here you go.
right, there you go. That's how you end the show, folks. There you go. That was Love Sculpture with Saber Dance off of the album Forms and Feelings from 1969. I went ahead and played you the single version of that because, uh, you know, I, I definitely recommend this album. Go get it. And if you get it on iTunes or you find a physical copy of the original album, you will get an 11 and a half minute version of Saber Dance. So there you go. Now, triple the size. Like I said, it's album only download for that particular song. And like I said, recommend the album. That's a, that's a great nugget there from the late 60s. 1969, the band Love Sculpture, and the album is called Forms and Feelings. Check it out. And how obscure is that album, you ask? Well, no one's even left a review of it on iTunes. <laughs> a Dave Edmonds album that gets no love. Wow. Who would have thought? But speaking of that, go be one of the first ones to review that album on iTunes. And while you're on there, be one of the very first ones to leave me a review for the Rock Strikes Tim podcast. Please do that. I would greatly appreciate it. And you can find a link to my iTunes feed on cnjradio.com. Links to the Facebook and the Twitter account, and the personal email, joey at cnjradio.com. Do what Robert Coulter did this week. Commission a theme, send it, bring it on. I I dare you. If you've never asked for a particular show theme, do it now. Doors open, boys, or or girls, whatever. Anyway, that's it. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show here this week. Listen, like, subscribe, and share. Tell like-minded friends. Be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. Take some time off. By God, please do it. You got to do that every now and then. It's not just for kids, right? I know I said that already, but... All right. That's going to be it. Join me on the next episode. Hey, cnjradio.com. Big things doing this year. New shows, new hosts. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stay tuned. Something for everybody. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Have a great week. Enjoy rock and roll. Have fun. Take it away, Randy Rhodes. Let's hear that.